247 Comedy Radio. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link on SeanTGreen.com to support The Green Room today. And now, live from Silver Lake, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone. Welcome to The Green Room. We're doing it live here on SeanTGreen.com, presented by our good friends over 247comedy.com. Make sure you go over there. You can listen on their iHeartRadio app, the AM, FM stations all over the map, and, of course, Amazon. How do you help us out with Amazon? Well, you go to SeanTGreen.com. You click the Amazon link. Whatever you buy, we get a cut of, and it feels good all around. All right, I'd like to welcome on my left-hand man, Mr. Logan Lysico. Logan, what's shaking, bro? Shalom, Sean. All right, shalom. Appreciate that. Is, that a, is there a Jewish holiday coming up? Any, any reason you threw that reference in? I just showing my solidarity with the Jews against Mel Gibson. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get to that. Mel Gibson is uh, at it again. We'd like to welcome on our guests, a uh, buddy from way back, Mr. Kyle Irby. Kyle, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, man. I'm happy to be here, brother. Well, we're happy. You. We're happy to have you, man. I heard your promo on uh, comedy radio, and I yeah. said, "Man, look at Sean Green doing his thing." That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Feel, feels good. I've. Um, I feel like I've known Kyle since I probably started comedy. I felt like I met you way back here in the uh, L.A. days. Yeah, man. Or, I mean, I'm still in the L.A. days. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm still agreeing, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, I think we were. it was either Marvin Mary's, which is this old kind of bar with this uh, wise man named Bino who used to just run this. <laughs> A wise con- <laughs> man named Bino. Uh, he just used to just run this continuous open mic that was kind of, uh, all these other comedians would come and be like, oh, my God, how do you guys do this place? It's a complete hellhole. Yeah. And we're like, well, they just give you a lot of stage time, so we just kept coming back. Yeah. Or the other one was uh, Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood on Lancashire, we used to uh, hit up that spot a lot. I used to host that spot. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. I was yeah. like, "Wow, Kyle's top of the food chain hosting the uh, <laughs> hosting the Ha Ha Open yeah, Mic." Man. Hey, you got to start somewhere, man. That's where I first I did comedy for the first time. It's the first place I bombed. Was that Ha Ha Cafe? Ha Ha Cafe. It was a it was a black night. Buddy, uh, buddy, buddy Lewis had a night. And you know when you go into the haha, you see a, a bunch of pictures of celebrities, Eddie Murphy and all that stuff. Yeah, those you see- are all from that night. Oh, really? Yeah, it used to be a really big. I'm serious, man. <laughs> no, yeah, because when really you go there, we're like, oh my god, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, all from that Wednesday night. Oh, buddy, really? Yeah, Buddy Lewis used to do a, a, a room there, and I told my cousin that I wanted to do comedy. So I was like, he was like, cool, my frat brother Buddy Lewis, go check him out. So I go, and it's like, it's you know it's all the black. Mike Epps was there. Just, oh, okay. And, you know, I've never done comedy in my life, man. The entire I, cast of Barbershop, too. Exactly. Everybody was in there, and one. And I went in there and bombed so hard, brother. I mean, oh, man. I, it still hurts my heart. I, I, I could, if I could shed a tear right now thinking about the sandwich I ate that day. Oh, man. It, that, that never leaves you. A good bombing just hangs with you for so long. It, the ratio is just not it's, – it's not fair. Like, if you kill, you're high yeah. for, like, the rest of the evening. You're yeah. still – even – you wake up that next morning with a little pep in your step. You're still feeling good. Yeah, but that it, it runs off pretty. It runs off pretty quick compared to little... bombing. Bombing like it, it hangs on you like a stench. It, it feels like when a when a girl breaks up with you, it's like takes a little while to to shake it off you. You know what? I had a little streak going, man, and uh, 
and of, just uh, of bombing of winning, or of winning, winning, winning okay. streak. <laughs> yeah, winning streak going. I was on a fourteen game winning streak, man. Oh, there you and, go. Uh, you know, every time I have a I do a show, if it's a paid gig, I like to treat it like a, a football game. Anyway, I even put a I score like, on there too. I but, like uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, and just Tuesday, man, I tried to I tried to bomb. I didn't try on purpose. But I tried something different, uh, even a, like a different style, and I felt a, the bomb coming. I was like, no, <laughs> not oh, you. What are you doing here? Yeah. I, it, uh, to me, I, I think of it, uh, comedy is almost like a golf swing or just like when you're hitting it good, you're in rhythm or like yeah. even a jump shot. You're like, yeah, I got this. And you're just like, man, how could I not have known? Yeah. This is so smooth and easy. And then once you start thinking about how easy it is, then yeah. it comes back and gets you. It's like this weird zone you got to get in where it's you're trying – because you're obviously in the moment and yeah. you're there, but you're not trying too hard. And mm-hmm. then you're, if you're trying too hard, you're forcing it. The audience yeah. feels that. They're like, oh, what Plus, is this? It's not well, relaxed. I don't know about you when you get on stage, dude, but I, I have a formula that I like to go to. I like to freestyle first. Okay. I like to say something, anything improvisation. Right. Anything. No, I- yeah, oh. I, I agree 100%. All, like, the best shows I've ever had is coming off a solid riff and just rolling that momentum. Like, either the MC said something, mm-hmm. something's going on. That's why it's the toughest to, like, if you're hosting a show and you're starting a show completely cold, mm-hmm. that's when it's tough because you don't have anything to go on. You no, kind of no. have to create it. But yeah. if there's something, I can either talk about something that just happened, someone's previous set, what the MC just did, where mm-hmm. we're at, something like that to get the riff going. Yeah. Then people are like, oh, wow, this is kind of, this guy's in the moment. Yeah. But I, what I did was I tried to do thinking I was going to do a TV set. Because, you know, on TV, here comes the air quotes. You can't see this radio land, but I yep. did the air quotes. On TV, you're not supposed to freestyle. You're not supposed to improv. Oh, no. They like, it, they like it super tight, exactly. super compact. They want to go over every word. Yeah. Because it's, it's TV. They want it exactly timed out. Where are your beats? What are you doing? But that's and not my style. who all was in the room, by the way? Who all was in the room yeah, like, when, I did the, when I almost bombed on Tuesday? Oh, I thought I thought you were talking about that Wednesday show. Oh no, no, just Tuesday. It was uh, I almost I almost died because I decided I was going to practice for a TV set right. that I don't even have coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a good, that's a good yeah. thing to have. Like, hey, if I got a shot to do TV, here's my four minutes of squeaky clean stuff or mm-hmm. whatever that would pass on the network. I mean, that's probably a good idea. So wait, yeah. where were you? Uh, I was at the store. In okay, the comedy room. store. Yeah, working it out. And when I went up there with the, and I tried to just not tried to go straight into it, it just yeah. it was almost like they put me in a straight jacket. Right, and, and and the audience could feel it. I could feel it, and I was dying. I was like, no, no, thank you. No, and I, I was thinking it's a similar style. Maybe we picked it up from just uh, all the years and uh, doing spots at Beano's or just yeah. doing spots in L.A. where. You kind of have to riff because if you just come into an open mic or even these local shows and just do your material and aren't kind of yeah. riffing or it, doing some improvising in your set, people feel that. And, and, and they in check LA, out, man. Yeah. They check out. So yeah, you- they check out. And I feel like I check out too. Yes. Like I'm just in cruise control. Like I could go up and do jokes and get some laugh and some response yeah. or whatever. But who wants to do that though? You know? No, no. <laughs> but you know who does that, dude? John Roy does that. Yeah. He goes up there, man, and he John Roy, yeah. Care. We we've had him on the show. He's a super funny guy, but he is a He's a joke machine. He's a joke meister. He's he. Yeah. Lose a draw. Yep. This is the set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've seen him. I've seen him eat it doing the set at open mic, of course. Right. And then I've seen him do that exact set at you know the, somewhere nice. And yeah. it's just crushing. And he yeah, does no, the same he did, rhythm. Yeah, he does well on the road. He, he's been on TV and, and he does it. But yeah, he's he's like a little just joke scientist. He's got it very methodically worked out. Yeah. But to me, that drives me crazy. That's the whole reason why, in my head, I'd rather do stand-up or podcasts or whatever opposed to acting. Like, I'm still down to act, and uh, but – 
like to me just repeating the same thing over and over I, I check out and I can't yeah. I can't But it's a style. Right. And you know your style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I I wish I could just do I wish I could just kind of like have a bit to me, almost like the first time I do a bit is almost close to where it's the best. Yeah. And then I work on it for a little bit. I work on it for yeah. a little bit, and it yeah. gets a little bit better, and then it kind of peaks. And then after that, I'm tired of it. And you know, so that's, that's funny. We have a very similar style, man, because yeah. not everybody's like that. Dave, Dave Lee doesn't do that. Right. Dave Lee uh, is another, uh, another stand up yeah, yeah. uh, comic we <laughs> yeah, know yeah, from yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, he doesn't do that. He goes, he does the jokes. He does it in the cadence. You yeah. can say it with him. You can <laughs> yeah. say it. It is, it is Dave Lee's voice. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is funny just from like doing stand-up for so long out in L.A. You, you just collect this cast of characters where you know their style. Yeah. You know their jokes. You know, you know what kind of shirts they're going to be wearing. You, yeah. know what, you know what their take is going to be on stuff. Yep. And it's, uh, yeah, it's you know fun. what I look I, I know you're an Eagles fan. I, sure. I look at myself as a Michael Vick type of quarterback. Yeah. Because, I mean, a co- comedian, because... I I like to improvise. Mm-hmm. So if it's there, the joke's there, I'm taking it. If it's not there, I'm out of here, man. Right. You're I'm not afraid to, to scramble. I'm not afraid to scramble, <laughs> man. Matter of fact, hey, I'm dude. pretty good at scrambling. That's yeah. actually, you know what I mean? Like, if Michael Vick couldn't scramble, and this is what drives me crazy when they say he shouldn't scramble. If he didn't scramble, he wouldn't be as good because the scrambling opens up. It makes the defense easier for him. Right, because it's the same way with like, it's the same way in basketball or something. Like you, you got a guy pounding it down low. The outside shot's going to be open, and yeah, with Michael Vick, that's a it's a great example. First off, they go, well, he's going to get hurt when. All the times he was hurt, <laughs> he was, he in, was the in the pocket. Thank you. He got Thank concussed you. against his uh, – he got knocked over. That's a good word, concussed. His, yeah. His head, yeah, I don't even think it's a, a real word. Whatever. Yeah, he got concussed. Yeah. I think it came from jackass when he was actually had a concussion. They yeah. go to you – they go to him, Johnny Knoxville, what happened to you? He goes, I just got concussed. So somehow I think it's a real word. Yeah. But, yeah, he got knocked around the pocket. That's where he got banged up a lot. Yeah, he, it's football. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. But uh, to keep going with the football analogy, my thing is the same way in that – uh, you know, like a, a lot of times, a coach going into into a game, he's like, "All right, he's got some he's got some plays drawn up and whatever." He might have an idea of like, "Okay, I'm going to try to work the sideline. I'm going to try mm-hmm. to do this." But as you're in the game, you're calling different plays. Audible. It's like, yeah, hey, you audible, you pick. or not even audible. You just right. say, "Okay, you know what? Right, Let's these go this these way. couple plays worked. Yeah. Now I'm going to go. I set him up with the run. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going play action. I'm going to hit him deep. And and in the same way, like that's fun for me as a performer, and I think it's fun for the audience too." Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, and you can get more people coming back because it is it, – it's custom, more of a yeah, – It's not yeah. the same show. I like to call it a custom show. Custom if show. I, if I do a show in Seattle, I'm not – it won't be verbatim of a show in New York City. Yeah, and it, that's good. That's entertaining. <laughs> and really, to, to make the argument, I think that style, especially the way things are with the media now, yeah. I think that style is going to pay off in the long run because – People are going to be able to get your acts so quick or oh like gosh, have yeah. your access to your comedy so yeah. easily and whatever. The idea of a guy just having a collection of jokes mm-hmm. and going from town to town with the way the internet and media is going yeah. on, that just sounds ridiculous. How do you ridiculous. feel when somebody's taping you? If you see somebody taping you, if I see some, I don't know. I, like I've seen. I've seen people tape me before or whatever, and normally, you know, I'm just like, all right, whatever. It's a yeah. co- I try not to get in my head. Like, obviously, you could think like, oh, I don't know if I want this out there, yeah. blah blah blah. But at this point in my career, I'm just like, whatever. If this guy's motivated enough to tape it, he's yeah. probably going to put it up and say something positive about, you know or what? like, he's going to show it to people. So whatever, I'm yeah, fine. I used, it didn't used to bother me, but lately it's been driving me crazy. It's just yeah. a, is it just a distracting? No, I just think because. 
I don't want them to put it out there. Right. Because I'm working on these jokes, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want anybody. Well, that's the thing. Like, as a comedian, you want control. Like, you, that's yeah. why you like being a stand-up is, all right, it's just me. I can say whatever I want. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. It's all my control. But And, and yeah, the I'll audience kind of takes. I'll put it out when I'm ready to put it out. It is funny, though. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre. Just people kind of, like, taking stuff or whatever. I, overall, I, I just um, – Another analogy here. In the same way the the band, the Grateful Dead, it, their whole thing was that uh, they were a rock band or whatever. And yeah. no sh- no two shows were the same because they nice. would change the set list every time. They did a lot of jamming. And they built this huge fan base by allowing the fans to tape. And that ended up like helping them sell a lot of live tickets and stuff. Oh, wow. And you know, basically that was their whole mindset was that, hey, you know, we're, we're putting the music out for free. Like we'll make a couple bucks on the albums. But really our bread is going to be buttered with the live tours. Nice. And I think especially kind of the way the way media is today, live performance can never be Yeah. Thank God for live shows. Yeah, live shows yeah. are where it's at. I mean, look at the music industry. I think comedies kind of end up being the same way where it's just going to be live shows yeah. and all your recorded stuff is is just going to be promos for uh yeah. promos for the live show. That's true. Yeah. So now before before you uh, first jumped up on a stand-up comedy stage, let's let's dig back in the life of uh, Kyle Irby here. Okay. Now you were you grew up in Southern California, right? I did man. I grew up in Rialto, California. Man, I'm from the IE, the Inland Empire is what Inland they call it. Inland Empire, Inland Empire, IE represent. And um, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I Pomona first for ten years, and then Rialto. And then uh, I played football and went to okay. Southern University in Baton Rouge. All right. So wait. Uh, oh wow. So now, yeah. what was uh, you know what was like high school like? Would you describe yourself? Were you kind of like a jock? Was that? I your- was. Uh, I was a guy good enough to be on the team. Good enough to uh, let, let me uh, think of an uh, analogy. I would be uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Matt Barnes on the Lakers. Okay. You know what I mean? Good enough. Right. But you're, you're not the, the star. Yeah, you're not the star. But you're definitely not Luke Walton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not the laughing stock, yeah. but you're you're on the team. Yeah, you're on the team. Sorry, Luke, if you're listening, man. At least it's you're all right. on the team. He's a huge Grateful Dead fan as well, <laughs> yeah, so maybe yeah, he checked so. out the podcast at yeah. some point. But I'm just saying. So, yeah, I was like in high school, I was, you know, good enough. Okay. And, uh, but I was definitely into the chicks, man. That was my theme. You were one of those uh, teenage boys who liked chicks. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, no, I didn't <laughs> no, like I know. Shot. no, just the way you're saying numbers. it. No, I'm saying, I, my numbers were pretty impressive, brother. I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> my numbers were pretty impressive. I think I said record shot. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but by high school graduation day. Okay, man. so now, now how are you, how you setting these uh, record uh, record numbers? Is it off your athletic ability? You know is what, it because you're just charming? Were you I using your sense of the game? And okay. Not only that, man. My my motto. Excuse me. Hope you don't get offended if you're listening. But no, it's alright. It was no. I'm talking to the ladies. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, my motto's always been: Why go for a dime? You can have two nickels. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's all strictly right, you're that guy. strictly a numbers not game. Not that guy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, I had a buddy. No, not a bunch I had a buddy in high school that bragged like, "Oh man, I fucked so many chicks," and we're like, "Yeah." We yeah, all look at chicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. You no, know, no. What I'm saying is range, man. I went from two to nine, man. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know guys like that. They're just, yeah. they're just the love of the game, man. They love they're the just game, like... man. I love the game from two to nine, dude. I mean, uh, I, I know an Irish games. podcast host like that. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Logan. Thanks, Logan. Hey, man, uh, no, it's love not. Love of the game, bro. Oh, dude, it was hilarious. Um, d- just thinking of that. Today, I was uh, our buddy from back home, or just not even a friend, but this dude in high school who married. Now, like, I, I know this is going to sound really cruel, but this woman is 
uh, atrociously <laughs> unattractive. Yes, and he was like a – the thing was, in high school, he was with the girl that I had this huge crush on. And I was like, oh, my God, he's he's with that girl. Oh, my, oh God. Do you still hate him for that? I don't know if I hate him, but at the time, like I've gotten over no, it. No, because I'm still not. I'm mad. You know what I mean? Like I have a list of guys. I'm not over it. I'm probably still. I'm probably still mad that I didn't get with her. Mm. But not. I'm not so mad at him personally, especially when I saw his wife. Oh like, wow! When, she, when, <laughs> when when he got married, yeah. his his uh, wedding photo that got printed in the newspaper got passed around like a viral video. That Everyone's like, hilarious. "You gotta check this out." And I saw this picture of her. And I was like, I gotta applaud this guy because he is literally the straightest guy. No- like if that if that can work for you, there's you're the straightest guy known to man. Like I could never call this guy gay, even joking around, no. whatever. Because at the end of the day, this guy's like, no, I just love chicks, and I really love chicks. <laughs> like the that. Game. That's you can't hate <laughs> yeah, on a guy man. like that. Some guys are just wired like that. So now, how are you? Uh, was it just your charms? Like, how were you getting by? Were you considered a funny kid in high school? I think I was funny, man. It, you know what? I never really remember being funny. People said I was, though. And I, like, I didn't win Class Clown. My buddy Chris right. Revels did. Uh, I never won Class Clown. But I just, I was just kind of funny. But you were yeah. friends with the Class Clowns. So yeah, yeah. But them. I wasn't, you know, I, You I strike me as a guy who was probably, like, charming, easy to get along with, yeah. throwing some witty stuff. Wasn't going to do, like... Super over the top, goofy class nah, clown antics. Nah, seventh grade, definitely. Oh, seventh oh, grade. Oh man, I was I was rolling on the floor in seventh grade, <laughs> trying so hard, man. You know, but uh, by the time I got to high school, man, I, I just you got your cool swag back. on. Yeah, man, you're, like, yeah, 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 you're already uh, you're already racking up some numbers in man, high the school. Numbers were good, dude. I'm telling you, Sean Green. At some point, shooting spitballs wasn't getting the lady. No, yeah, man, no, I, I, I believe you. I could see the gleam in your eye. Yeah, you're, man, you're not, you're not me. messing around, Kyle. Yeah, man, I, I don't, I'm not messing around. Can okay, you give so us a uh, ballpark at uh, graduation day? Forty. On graduation. Wow. <laughs> Forty, baby. <laughs> Wow. That <laughs> yes, just blew sir. me away. Right. Oh, yeah, That's man. awesome, Kyle. 40, That's impressive. I, I'm impressed, man. <laughs> I'm proud of that number. Now, wait. Was this a big high school? Because I was thinking my graduating class, there's maybe 400 people. So, say half those were girls. That's 200. So, you're talking about 20% of the girls. No, nah, yeah. But I started earlier, though. I oh, started okay. in seventh grade. Man. Oh, wow. Yeah, All you right. You got to know what you want in life. <laughs> <laughs> Teach us. Yeah, man. You got to know what you want, dude. So, uh, so yeah. now why do, you, why do you think you started so early? Was there anything was, particular? I that... mean, literally, dude, the passion, man, from the <laughs> age of two. I'm serious, man. I had been studying the games since I was two, man. And did, you have, like, did you have older guys like explaining? like Yeah. My cousin, man, Karanja, dude. I Karanja? Yeah, man. I would watch him. That guy him. sounds like yeah. some, just like a pimp. Like a legend. I'm like if you, you name your, if you name your kid Karanja. That's pimp dad. Straight, Straight pimp, right? You know what he taught me, man? He didn't even tell me. I would just watch him. He, i never forget this, man. And please don't take this wrongly, Ray ladies. But he, I've told this story many times. And we were – I used to like this girl named Tina. I'm not going to say her last name. But sure. I used to like this girl named Tina. And, and she liked him, right? Mm-hmm. And so he didn't like her. And one day they got in a kid fight. We're like, they're like eight. And he hit her with an umbrella. Okay, yeah. So he gets suspended or in trouble. The next day, she came to school crying that he got in trouble. She, he hit her with an umbrella. She was crying that he got in trouble. And I was thinking, why is she crying because he got in trouble? Why isn't she running to my arms, the yeah, nice yeah, guy? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. And that was the day I realized nice guys really do finish last. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so you I, learned that early on. Yeah, and I keep an umbrella with me at all times. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Is 
that why Puff Daddy has the umbrella That's and the door handle of the Bentley? Just I'm telling you, sometimes just you got to straighten a chick out with an umbrella. <laughs> hey, tough love. No, I'm just I feel like it. for white guys and for like kind of nerdy white guys, that's always like the toughest thing to learn because you know uh, whatever it is, we're f- kind of force fed this idea, or I-, I don't know what it is in particular, but oh, you just got to be nice to a no. woman, you got to give her what they want, and then Mm-mm. hey, just be romantic. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm writing songs to girls in high school. <laughs> See, like, yeah, it sounds hilarious yeah. now once once you figure it out a little bit. But yeah, you're like, man. yeah, you just you just say really nice stuff to them and buy them tons no. of gifts and and do whatever they want, and, and you realize like, oh, you're oh my god, you're a doormat. But yeah, you man, it's, it, they do finish last, and I realize that girls, uh, they they'll tell you what they want, but don't listen to them. Watch right. them, right. watch them. Yeah. Yes, they'll they'll show you what they want. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> Don't yeah, listen yeah. to them. They'll tell you some craziness. I right. just learned that this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speak on it, brother, please. Yeah, man. what, uh, what no, particular look? I'm please. just exaggerating. I just, I just feel like I just learned that, though. What happened, man? Break it down for us, man. Uh, I don't we're, know. We're brothers, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, hey, we're getting the bro love here. Let me here. think about if I... <laughs> yeah, come on. Logan, it's, um, it's fine. It's a podcast. No, nah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking out of my ass. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, come on, Logan. Leave us hanging. Uh... Let's see. I don't know. Just a basic example. All right. You know what? I broke up with this one girl uh, last year, and she wanted to be friends. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's be friends. Oh, God, no. Called me. <laughs> she called me every single day oh, yeah, after we did. broke up. Yeah, and eventually I was like, why? Stop it. We're broken up. Oh, and she, it made her cry that I was like, yeah. didn't want to talk to her anymore. And I was like, I, I don't understand. Like, I already broke up with you. They're hilarious, aren't they? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> It She's defies basically. logic, but that's... Well, here's the thing. Now, here's the thing. Just talking... I, I had this realization recently, but the idea of, like, when you're in an argument with a girl, yeah. they're literally... You know, everyone says there literally is no winning, but that it couldn't be more true because the idea is, like, even if you win, either A... Yeah. You lose the argument, yeah. and you lose you you humble yourself, let the woman win, you know, throw out any sort of logic, or you win the argument. You're like, aha, see, mm-hmm. X plus Y equals Z. Mm-hmm. I was right the entire time. This, this, and this, and your prize, no sex. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, then you get I, this. I wa- oh yeah, you were right. You were I right. yeah, well. I won the argument, and now you just made them really sad yeah. and ruined everything. Yeah, you can't win an argument against anybody, but definitely against someone. Oh yeah, exactly. It's, it throws off the whole mojo. So now, all right, you're middle school, high school, yeah. chasing tail, yes, having sir. a great time, living yes, out. Would you describe it the suburbs where the you're suburbs, at? Suburbs, man. I'm from the suburbs, brother. Suburbs. That's why. Um, that's why my comedy is so. so um, I don't want to use the word crossover, but that I just did, so I might as well. That's why it crosses over because sure. I grew up where in a town that it felt like a perfect pie. It was majority white, but then it was a lot of black people, and then some Mexican and some Asian. Okay. Know? And it's just, and so I grew up with everybody, man. And nice so, little mix. Yeah. So when I see a crowd that's like that, I'm excited. Right. You know me. Or if I see a crowd, it doesn't matter. Whatever crowd I see, I know I can handle them because I grew I grew up with all black people, uh-huh. but I lived, I went to school. With everybody. You know oh, okay. I mean? so, so maybe your like local neighborhood was a black neighborhood, exactly. but then you went to a high school where yeah. it was predominantly white. Yeah. And you had it, other races. Not, even the neighborhood is 
it just happened to be black, most black people there. And, you know, there's black people in my house. And you know what I mean? So I yeah, grew yeah, up yeah. in the black community, you know. But <laughs> I know how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've heard of this, right? You grew up with Wait, black, there are black people in, in my house. house. <laughs> yeah. And most of my neighbors are black. But I'm just saying, at my school, my schoolmates were white and not in, and Mexican and black. So it, I had a, man, Rialto was. It's like a little sampling of America. It was. You're kind of like, uh, yeah, almost like, well, the, the reverse Eminem, you know? He came yeah. from a white guy from the sub, or white guy from the inner city. You're a mm-hmm. uh, black guy from the suburbs exactly doing the uh you know and and yeah i think that's yeah i think that's cool because just the idea of like you said you have more experiences to draw from you because it really is like when you're up there you are having a conversation so even if maybe people can't relate to the bit at least you can relate to the person and find something Mm -hmm. something in common so okay it sounds like a pretty ideal way growing up you're Mm -hmm. in middle school high school getting a lot of chicks you're on the sports team having a little fun what was the now you a said lot you, of fun. yeah a lot of fun a lot of i fun. mean in comparison yeah. <laughs> 40 kyle, times more fun than i had kyle well 40 times zero is zero look no yeah. i'm kidding you gotta 40 add times, no you're right then multiply 40 no, I'll play. I'll play with you. so all right you said you went to uh college in college uh, man went to junior college first okay did you go to pursue of those women right up with a 1.8 Oh wow! Yeah, that well, was surprising. Good. But you're a smart guy. I am, but but I, you were just like you know not what it was. Focused. It was it was so easy that school was so easy for me that I just didn't really pay attention. Right. I just could get by. I always got by, and then I, when I had to try to apply myself, it was just like eh, okay, right? And, you know, I ended up with a one eight. Yeah, know, so. exactly. Because yeah, it is this weird thing where if you are, especially if you're verbal or uh-huh. you're good at listening, that kind of, you know, like traditional stand up comedy things that. Oh, okay, you can, you can just get by and pass mm-hmm. and pass, and then yeah, senior year comes up. You're like, oh man, I gotta take the SATs. Yeah, I gotta exactly, get a GPA. Yeah. So you did a couple years of community went, college yep, around home. Duke, do two years of junior college has taught me how to be a student. Okay. And then when I went to Southern University, I was ki- I was really killing <clears throat> at Southern. I really turned into a student. And um, uh, my wife's not gonna like this part, so she can't hear this part. <laughs> Kyle's wife, fast forward. Yeah, fast forward. <laughs> Listen, but uh, it was a girl in at the, that I used to like at the library at Southern. Okay, is the reason why I started studying. I really because I graduated <laughs> at Southern with a three point eight. Oh wow! Yeah, but this girl that I used to like, she would go after football practice. We went to dinner, and then after dinner, we went to the library. And this girl was on the volleyball team, and she was in the library. So I started going because she was there. Yeah. And waiting to kick my game, I would wait and wait. <laughs> and then I was just like, you know what? I might as well do some work. <laughs> now, yeah, this nice. seems like a great way to revive any sort of, if it's a broken school, you got a, a basketball team that's having trouble with guys getting kicked off, just throw tons of hot chicks as librarians. Instinctively, go. they'll go there, yep. start learning. Like you said, they'll get bored. Eventually, they'll just open a book and start reading. That's what I did. <laughs> I had my books with me, and I was waiting for her, and I was like, you know what? I'm as well work. <laughs> Might as well get something done. You're started, like pretending to read and then you accidentally start actually reading. Exactly. Okay, so in community college, it kind of hit you like, oh man, I want to get my crap together. Yeah. I want to go to a good school. I did. Did yeah. you have a? Did you have like a, a goal in mind as far as like academically? This is what I'm looking for. This is the kind of job I'm going to get. Uh, I thought I was going to be an actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I had always wanted to be on TV. That was always my dream. And so I just, you know, I would take drama classes and things. And I wasn't even, football wasn't even my love and passions. I love football, but playing wasn't even my passion as much as I just wanted to play on TV. 
Oh, really? Yeah, and that's why I went to Southern because they played on NBC every year. Oh, really? The Bayou Classic. Yes, yeah, so I was like, hey, I'm going to some places playing on TV. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're there, like, hey, uh, can you get this side of my face? It's exactly, my good. Yeah. It's my good side. Yeah. I just wanted to play on TV. All right, where's man. the makeup? Okay, makeup, please. Yeah. All right, so your your plan was okay. I still want to be a star, but you realize, okay, I want to go to a good school. Mm-hmm. Play some. Were you playing like junior college ball before? I played junior college ball. Yep. And okay, then, so uh, now what were you? Uh, what position were you playing at safety. Southern? Oh, okay, safety. Yeah. I really should have played kicker though. Oh, re- but you my had a ego, good man. Really good, dude. Like fifty yards, good. Really, fifty-yard really, really field good. goal. Fifty-five. You're saying right wow. now we could go out there. Go out, I'd have to stretch for about two hours. Wow. But I could probably hit one from forty right now. Really? I guarantee. That's insane. Yeah, and I what you win. were just you wouldn't let yourself do it? Ego, man. Oh Couldn't be man. The kicker, dude. You know? <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> crazy. So stupid, but yeah. ego, man. I was like, hell no, because I went to a powerhouse high school, and we were like, Re- we, what? Uh, what high school did you go to? Eisenhower High School in Rialto. So, oh, okay. 90, like, well, here we go. In uh, my junior year, let's say that. <laughs> but my, my, freshman year, in my freshman year, they were in the national championship. My junior year, they were in a national championship. Wow. Yeah, that's USA crazy. Day, number one and then number two. So, you know, football was a big, big deal. So to just be the kicker, it was just like, I got to do something else. Uh, yeah. I'll play safety. I'll play receiver. But really, I should have just been kicking. And how did you, uh, did you play a lot in, at Southern? I, no, I didn't. I didn't. I played left out. Yeah, bit, I played that for uh, – no, that makes up my athletic career. Yeah, a lot yeah, of left out. Yeah. But I like I got some special teams run, and I, I got my Rudy on. I was All like, right, there yeah, you I go. bringing them hell in practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, I got my Rudy. If you had half the heart of Irby, you would have been all state. <laughs> I, he kind of kind of phones it in sometimes, Coach. I don't know if you see – yeah, I just saw him picking up some chicks on the sideline. He's not, he's not burning the midnight oil study, and he's, he's just trying to get laid with the librarian. Yeah, man. But yeah, dude, I was just you know, I you know, kicking was my gift, man, and I should have just stayed there. But you know, ego. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, star, man, uh, you could have been a. You could have been the next I David been Akers. Janik, Janikowski. Janikowski. Sebastian that Janikowski. A, even if you're not uh, familiar with sports, you got to love a guy like Sebastian Janikowski just because he's a kicker, but he's a, he's a bad boy he's kicker. A, that's like, what I'm saying. He loves. He loves drinking. Yeah. He's got he's got a noticeable beer gut, which for a professional yeah. athlete's always kind of like you kind of always secretly admire that. Like, wow, this guy doesn't give a crap, yeah, and then he'll kick like a sixty-two yard field yeah, goal. And like, wow, how does he do that? And you then know he what just hurt me. He got drafted to my team the year I would have been drafted. So I'm not necessarily gonna shock him. <laughs> you could have been. You could have yeah. been. Uh, Al but Davis's. I just thought about that. But now, but I remember the fact that. The year I came out, I remember watching the draft because I was still thinking maybe I would get picked. And Sebastian Janikowski went to the Raiders. And, like, first or second round, I want to say the first round they picked Sebastian Yeah, no, Al Davis was known for crazy draft picks. And the fact that they took a kicker – I mean, the fact that even you draft a kicker is kind of – is is rare. I mean, it's getting more popular as of late. But that you yeah. would take a kicker in the first round was yeah. considered crazy. And I just felt like that was a sign. Like, man, if you just would have stayed <laughs> the course. You could have you know, been Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah, man. Could have been picked on my own team in the first round. And I just would have been like Mike Vanderjack, man, kicking with swag. Bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? You remember him, dude, from the yeah. Colts? Yeah, dude. Pick and do the little snap. Oh, the best was the um, – was it one of the Gramatica brothers who – Kicked a field goal and was celebrating and, and kicked hurt. his leg and then blew out his ACL Idiot. somehow. Idiot. It's it's always funny when athletes get hurt 
celebrating. celebrating yeah, but when it. it's a kicker, it's just that much. Yeah, see, see, yeah, look at you. it Jason is. We'd be, again, I'd be there going, oh, look at <laughs> look at that Kyle Irby. He's adorable. <laughs> yeah, man. See, I couldn't do it, dude. See, that, well, that's the thing. That's why you got to be Sebastian Janikowski because you kind of it takes a lot to kind of transcend the stereotypical kicker image. Exactly. So. You didn't get drafted in the yeah, NFL. Man. But but when I was at Southern, I interned at the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And that was, if this was my movie, that was when things turned for me. Really? Because that's the first time I realized that comedy could be a job. Like, yeah. The guys would just, they would just sit around and laugh and write. Not, not even laugh. I rarely even saw the writers <laughs> laugh. I was like, wow, what comedy room are you in? And they yeah. weren't even laughing. But they would be sitting with their guys creating comedy. I was like... So you're telling me you can have a job creating comedy? Like we've been, I've been doing this all my life with my guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, you're well, yeah, making I mean, three hundred thousand dollars a year writing yeah. jokes. Right? Yeah, for it. Jay Leno hammering out the monologue. So what was that like? Okay, so you're at Southern. Do you yeah. you got an internship? Got an internship at the Tonight Show. Okay, so take a, take us through that kind of experience of working with Jay Leno and any kind of horror stories of oh, working man, on the was, show that was that was the where my life really I hadn't even I didn't know I was going to be a comedian he actually told me I should do stand up really yeah, now yeah did. I read that I read that wow. in your bio and I was yeah. like wow that's a cool story I never heard that from Kyle yeah, really how that how that come about well I told him because like my relationship with with Jay Leno would be like the same type of relationship you have with your buddy's dad meaning you know him he like, buys you beer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, I don't, I don't know him like I know you. Yeah. But you know him like your buddy's dad. So you're like, hey, Mr. Leno, or hey, Mr. Johnson. And he'd be like, right. hey, how you doing? Talk he's to you he's seen minutes. you around. He knows your name. He knows my mom. and my, He always asks me about my dad. He, he gives me a little wisdom every once in a while. Then he walks off. And so, you know, sometimes I'll get some, some real time with him. He'll, he would really, really, really talk to me. And I, was, I told him one time that I started doing improv. And he was like, yeah, well, you know what you really should do. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, improv is cool, but you got to share share the spotlight with all those other people. Yeah, you should do stand up, and I was like, oh, really? Yeah, whatever. Nope, never. Oh, you know, because really? in my mind, I was like, I'll never do that. Yeah, it's what does what does Jay Leno know about yeah, stand up yeah, yeah, comedy yeah. or <laughs> but no, you know what show it was? business? I just thought there's no way I could do that. Yeah, sounds good, Mr. Leno, but I can't do that. That's no way. I would. Ne- I could never do that. That's too hard. Even right. he's got a team. I, I still. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm biased, but I, I still think stand up is kind of. The hardest thing, but the the rewards are the most pure, and it does require the most work out of all the uh, does, all the form. Yeah. I mean, not to not to take down acting or writing or improv, but everything I've done so far, stand up has been just the overall uh, the hardest. Yeah, it is, and I and I don't I can only compare it to running track. When I ran track before, that was the most nerve wracking feeling before track meet. The most nerve wracking stand up when you're doing a new joke is the most nerve-wracking feeling in the world when you don't know. When you're doing the classics and it's a packed house yeah. and you know you're going to kill them and it's your crowd, stand-up is, once you know how to do it, it's it's a good time. Yeah. But when you're doing a crowd that maybe that's not your crowd right. and you don't know if these jokes are going to work, yeah. Ooh-wee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that, but that's the thing. That's To me, That's the, it's the same reason I gamble on sports. Uh, check, out, <laughs> check out the Sports Gambling Podcast, also another podcast I do about sports gambling. But it's the same reason. <laughs> it's just that rush of, like, this could go really bad. This could go really awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, stand-up's great because you can control a lot more of it than you can in sports gambling. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a guy like Janikowski is, uh, you know, a few too many beers, hooks it wide left. <laughs> you can't control that. Yeah. Whereas stand-up, you can control a lot more. Obviously, there's stuff 
in any show that's or any there's going to be moments where it's out of your control or oh I couldn't do anything about that or they don't understand this or whatever. But it's something that has that rush of good or bad and mm-hmm. risk and reward, but that you can put time in and you see better results and yeah. you feel control of it. And let me uh, ride for Janikowski for a second. By sure. the way, that wide left stuff. <laughs> and, and listen, uh, people don't understand how hard it is to kick those field goals. It oh, would man. be like as if. To win a basketball game, you had to shoot from the top of the key. That three-pointer yeah. for the win. Yeah. Like, and, and somebody would say, that's all you do. You should be able to hit that. Dude, I don't care if you do it 50 hours a day. It's tough to do. Yeah. You no. know, could you imagine shooting a three-pointer from the top for the win? All right, here you we go. You only get one shot. One shot, make it. Yeah, I mean, look at those people when they put them out there for, like, the three-point shot for, like, twenty-five grand and a Pizza Hut scholarship. Yeah. They lose their mind. They, <laughs> yeah. they can't handle it. It's tough, man. I so, don't care how big that upright is or how many times they practice, that pressure is oh, unlike yeah. any other. And, and the same – golf is kind of interesting in that same sense. Very much Because like someone was telling me about it, like, oh, my buddy's a scratch golfer. He's really good, blah, blah, blah. And, and people – I guess they were saying, uh, oh, why, why doesn't he try and go pro? He's like – you got to be kidding me. He's like, for me to hit a 20-foot putt is one thing when we're just out hanging out. But yeah. to when there's this giant crowd surrounding Jeez, you and there's hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line yeah, and, and the TV cameras and everyone's really quiet, just that's why I like uh, – I've gotten into golf more from – I saw you tweet about that. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. from stand-up and from whatever, just that mental game of like Ooh. ultra-focus and then zen moment, ultra-focus, zen moment. It's – I don't know. You hear like guys like Bill Murray or Ray Romano talk about kind of the similarities, and it is it's interesting because golf is the ultimate mental game, and yeah. and stand up, you know, so much of it's mental too. So now Jay Leno tells you to do stand up comedy. You kind of essentially that, that sounds too too much yeah, for you. I'm like no way. So you just you write out your internship it, there. Then, yeah, I write it out, and then uh, I get hired as a, a PA. Okay, which is cool. So then I'm making money. I'm at the Tonight Show, but in my mind, I'm going to be an actor. Right. So I can't be an actor. And the and work at the Tonight Show, so I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. So I left, <laughs> and uh, I left to uh, start substitute teaching because my dad was like, hey man, you know, you have a degree, yeah, you can start substitute teaching. So I took the test, and now I'm living in Watts, by the way. You see, I started in the suburbs, <laughs> and then I had to get my ghetto pass stamp, so I moved to Watts and later to Compton, which is backwards, but whatever. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, and then and then I started substitute teaching, which which uh, which was cool, and in my substitute teaching training. Some guy, I don't remember him. Jay Leno gets the credit for telling me to do stand-up. But there was some guy in the training that was like, hey, man, you're funny, man. You should do stand-up. And then it was like, okay, here you go. Yeah. You know? Well, it's, it's probably a lot easier when you're substitute teaching in Watts to be like, yeah, that's a good idea. I should do something else. When you're just going on coffee runs at The Tonight Show yeah. and you're just like, oh, yeah, this is great. Uh, yeah. Oh, why should I do something hard? But then when yeah, you're substitute teaching. But for- this was just the training. This was like we did a 40-hour training for no money. Wow. And I guess I was lightening the mood and, you know, kicking jokes and stuff. Yeah. And the guy was like, man, what you should really do is stand up. And then I thought about what Jay said. And then another guy in the class. (laughs) Do stand up. Do stand up. You're like, cool. I just quit the Tonight Show to be here. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So then it was like, okay, you know what? All right. I'm going to try. And uh, you know Joker Pace? Do you know Joker Pace is? No, that's not ringing a bell. But, um, well, I was doing an acting job at his house. Okay. And that's funny. I, I ended up meeting him later on. And he was Joker Face is the Joker name of the Pace, comic. P A S Oh P A C E yeah Cordell Pace. So he tells me he does stand up. So then he tells me where a place can go, and I'm talking about scared, scared, scared. And I go, and I was thank I was praying somehow that I wouldn't be able to do this show. 
and the show was canceled. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I don't know about it this, is, It is like a, a relief early on. Like, oh, I did everything I could. There's no <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. I tried I 110%. Tried. <laughs> but now, like, I'm like, the show got canceled? Yeah, man. I drove 20 minutes for this yeah, man. just to get some stage time. Yeah. The show's canceled? Yeah. I need to talk to the manager. What the, yeah. the hell's going on? Yeah, In L.A., funny. there's like, you know, a comedy show pops up and goes under every week. Yeah. So, yeah, you're always going through that. Yeah. So you, you said – and then that brings us back to where you said, that first one where you just totally yeah, – man. I told my cousin – <laughs> I was talking to my cousin. He told me about it. And I had been writing jokes since I was at The Tonight Show before I even knew because I used to always read Jay's monologue. And then I started – I ended up selling him some stuff because I read his monologue every day. Yeah. And then I started writing like they were writing. Yeah. So then when I, when I first started doing stand-up, my, my monologue, my first set list – was like a Tonight Show monologue. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I just dissed the Tonight Show monologue. But no, I mean, because it me, wasn't Jay Leno. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for me, like, that's not my style of comedy. <laughs> it's not like the hilarious uh, Tonight <laughs> no, Show no, monologue no, no. that you're used to. Night no, in, no, night no, out. No. Great cutting edge comedy. No, no. no what's, what's your you seen the news? You heard about this? <laughs> but no, but it was just that, that style. And that's not my style. Right. And I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I, no, that's what we were saying. Just that same, like, Jay is another guy who's a joke machine mm-hmm. who just, like, has jokes, yeah. write jokes, and, you know, even talks about it. That's his style. I, I have a, um, you know, he has a very set style, very clear tone, very concrete idea of his comedy. He writes jokes. People can write for him for the show. Mm-hmm. He's got a set act. He does yeah. his work. He loves doing it. And, yeah, man, yeah. he's just a, he's a work machine. He is. He is. And he, yeah, he, he gets out there and hustles, man. I've seen his act a couple of times. It's good. Yeah. It's no, funny. I mean, yeah, the guy yeah, is. Even today, he does the Tonight Show. He still does stand-up around the he country. He still does and Comedy he Magic does... on Sunday. He still does, uh, like, he'll do a, he'll leave. I remember when I was there, he would go, he would do the Tonight Show all week, then go to Vegas on Friday night on the yep. private jet and do, and, a show, do a show. And then maybe hit Minnesota or something. Yeah, do, out. like, a crazy corporate yeah. gig. And it's ridiculous. It's crazy. And now he has a. Online car show too. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> it's ridiculous. Just like guys, ends. guys, a workaholic. Yeah. So now I know you're you're involved in a lot of stuff uh, going on these days. One of which is, <clears throat> sorry, um, MRA. You want to take yeah, us through man. that? You know what? I I, I should have been talking about this half an hour ago, man. Sure. But uh, yeah, man. You know what? Uh, the MRA is the Male Rights Activist. People right. Can check it out at MaleRightsActivist.com or go to Kyle K Y L E Irby dot com E R B Y. K-Y-L-E-E-R-B-Y.com. And uh, basically, it evolved uh, on a radio show I used to do uh, at the Foxhole on Sirius Radio. And and um, it's basically where every – you know what it is? It, I realize we're in a female-centric media. Mm-hmm. Right? And every time something happened, let's just say Tiger Woods, for example. Yeah. When Tiger Woods got caught with his 120 chicks, I, everybody was dissing Tiger. Right, and I just <laughs> nobody has Tiger's back. Like, yeah. no. Well, you were you South were dissing him. You were dissing him because his numbers were low. You're like, I could have done much oh, yeah, better. Oh yeah, you saw that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I still laugh at that. Like, he had 120. Yeah, like, what's it? Break it down. Yeah, you know, break he had it a pulled hammy or something. Yeah, like really. So you're you're basically doing comedy skits and yeah, sketches. basically the male rights activist is a it's it's I look at it like a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Gloria Allred is the female version of me, where anytime <laughs> a woman's in trouble, she runs to their aid and she gets them money. Well, of course, I'm not going to get them money, but I just feel like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to at least give the guy's side, because our next episode, we're talking about the Arkansas coach that got fired. Bobby Petrino. Bobby we talked Petrino. about him last week. Yeah, well, he, he we will be... I'm shooting episode nine tomorrow. All right. And uh, I don't know when this airs, but episode nine will be out sometime next week. 
You and, guys uh, going to cover the uh, Secret Service scandal going on? Oh, yeah. See, that's, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's a good one. That's okay, good one. so now, without revealing the whole skit, like, what would you, as a male rights activist, mm-hmm. what kind of advice would you give to a guy like Bobby Petrino? That's a good question. Um, you know what? I don't know if I necessarily give him advice. Um, but I, I feel bad. So what, you would, know, your, honestly, what would your honestly, defense be? Well, well, here's the thing, man, and, and not without getting too deep into it is a lot of people don't realize some men are just not monogamous. People. Yeah. They aren't, and nobody wants to talk about that. And I just think it's so ridiculous that polygamy is illegal in the United States of America. I don't understand. What, now, I understand, like, don't touch an underage girl, and I understand this. I'm talking about consenting adults. Right. You cannot legally have more than one wife, but you can legally have a mistress or a side piece. And I just yeah. think that's ridiculous. <laughs> right. and I it just, is weird. If anything, yeah, I mean, you would think, I guess I'm sure it's like a tax thing or, yeah. a, you know, benefits thing or whatever. But, yeah, we, we are raised on this value system of, hey, you're just with this one person. This is what you're going to do. This yeah. is how it is. Meanwhile, 50% of divorces end up. Yeah, not working. Yeah, yeah. marriages end up in divorce. Yeah, 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 definitely. And and I can get into. I mean, my thing is, here's the thing, man. Marriage has changed so much, man. It has changed so much, and and the divorce rate is going to continue to to rise because marriage was designed for a different reason back then. Back in the day, women couldn't work; they needed men. Yeah, they don't yeah. need men anymore. And so, how can a marriage last? Back in the day, women put up with everything. Right, but now they're not putting the up golden anything. days. Yeah, <laughs> the good old days. You know what I mean? Like a guy wanted. I mean, even in the Bible, man, David was like, "Oh hey, man, it's like, hey, you, if I come home and there isn't a meal cooked and the dishes are done, I'm kicking you out of this place." She's like, "What do you mean? I pay most of the mortgage." Exactly. Like, yeah. The, the dynamic has over. changed. Yeah. So women used to put up with a lot. They had. I mean, you talk about a strong woman. Sure. The real strong woman is that woman a hundred years ago putting up with the man that she had to put up with. Now. She's not putting up with that. I mean, I don't think guys have really changed. Guys are still the same. Right. But women have uh, definitely, definitely become – had a more masculine role because they've become more independent. They mm-hmm. are earning more income. Yeah, and marriage for a guy is, is just – it's not a good investment like it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. It's like the housing market, man. It is, it's, man. It's not it doesn't the same. make sense. I don't, I'm married. I don't know why I did it. <laughs> why? People getting married. I don't get it. Especially celebrities. Like, yeah. why are you an yeah. athlete? Well, I mean, I guess the idea is like, hey, Kyle, you you have kids, right? Yeah, I you do. want you want a stable foundation. That's you right. want you want you know because that's important for a kid. They, I, I want a mom and a dad. Yeah. They want they're going to be there. They're going to go to my football games. They're going to hang out. So exactly. you think marriage? That's the thing. That's yeah. the that's why I'm sure that's why most people get married. I would think is to raise a family. If if you don't have a family, I don't know why you. Get yeah, married. that's what I don't understand. People who are living together and then get married with no intention of having kids. Yeah, that's we're not going to have kids. We're just going to get married. Like what? Yeah, and you're just celebrities. <laughs> like why are celebrities getting married? Like no. why is Kim Kardashian going to get married? again and you know it. <laughs> why are you getting married again well, well she got... gets married for the wedding well yeah she has <laughs> now now your your wife when you put out a, a video like a side piece boot camp or, or stuff yeah, like and that she's actually inside piece boot camp <laughs> really i didn't she has realize a cameo that was in inside her. piece boot camp dude she does and that's so, the thing go ahead so now what is your what is your i mean obviously she's in the video so yeah. she must consent to it to some degree well you know what man I, I really do have an awesome wife man because here's the thing i i had to come out the closet to my wife a few years ago man and and some guys are going to come out the closet 
they admit they're gay. I had to come out the closet and, and admit who I really am. And a lot right. of guys don't do that, man. They live a lie. Like, if anything ever happens to me and my wife, nobody's going to be able to say I lied. And she's not going to say, I would have never guessed. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why are guys living lies? Yep. You know I, mean? I'm not, yeah. I don't cheat on my wife, but if I ever slipped up and caught an L, she couldn't be that surprised. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I'm not saying that, that, I, that I would. Right. What I am saying is, I can't stand when Tiger's wife was shocked. Why is your wife shocked? Yeah. She should have been like, ah, oh, come on, Tiger. Right. You know what I mean? Like, come on, did you have to go that far? Well, but shocked? She, was sh- she couldn't believe it. She was as shocked as America. Yeah, and well, she, she must w- have been in denial, though, because it was like 100 <clears throat> chicks or something, right? I, know, and but, I mean, he just kept his game tight, bro. Nobody knew. I don't nobody think he knew. did. I mean, they were talking about it on Howard Stern like years well, before. Well, no, no. Out. They were. No, no one had any idea that he was doing this while he was doing this. Yeah, it came nobody. out, and then everyone started yeah. spewing their story. Yeah. And but wasn't people, there one chick that talked about it like months before it came out on Howard Stern? No, people no. like there was there was like maybe one or two people said I I hooked up with him or they saw him in a club. Right. But like he was he was suing uh, tabloids, I think, that tried to print stuff and yeah. winning the suits. So he was he was really getting away with it in in every sort of sense. But yeah, the idea that it's easy to judge people like, oh, hey, you know, Chris Rock, his bit sums it up. You're as faithful as your options. And it is like going back to sports, guys are, you know, from the seventh grade, you're trained as an offensive specialist. You Mm -hmm. don't even know, you don't know how to play defense Mm -hmm. as a guy that's not really in your repertoire of, Oh, hey, sorry, no, blah, blah, blah. You're yeah. just you're used just out to, to get numbers. You're out to go get them. Yeah, you're always out to try to go get them. It is very hard, and, I, and that's my thing. Like as a male rights activist, I'm <laughs> no, for real. I know. Man. I just I love how it's yeah. I love how it's kind of like a stick and a bit, but then you're also really serious about I'm really it too. Serious, so it's, man, because it's, it's a bit, it's a stick, but at the same time, it it is a joke, but it's serious because <laughs> no, it is a joke. No, to I, be know, that I know, I know, I it, know. It's because it's just ridiculous, man. Uh, how they how guys just. They expect us to be what we're not, and I just wish guys would just be honest, man. Like, I'm not a big fan of lies. If yep. all the guys came out the closet and said, hey, this is how I am, and I ain't talking about gay stuff, I'm talking about, listen, <laughs> I'm this way, I love chicks, blah, 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 women would, would not be able to say, hey, you must you must be only with me. And, and it's like, if every guy, said, every guy that really is polygamous came out and said, hey, I'm polygamous, then women would at least have an option. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have to think that that all guys are dogs. And no, our guys aren't dogs. Just some guys are monogamous. Some guys are not. Take your choice. And I just wish all guys would say, "Hey, this is what I am," and give women a choice. Right. Yeah. Instead of lying. No. Yeah. Amen. I mean, why not? Especially if you are getting into if marriage really is a contract for life. If you are upfront and yeah, I mean, if I wish I was upfront. I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't know though. Got, no, I'm serious. I got married thinking. I got married thinking. You had that, no idea. <laughs> I had no idea, man. It's like I don't know why people think. Have you ever heard the phrase "once we get married"? I had that "once we get married" in my mind. Like you know, once I get married, but things are gonna change. Take that out of the lexicon. Never say "once we get married." So did 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 a lot of stuff actually change when you got married? Oh heck yeah, man. My marriage was rough at first, bro. My marriage is heavenly now. 
because and what do you what do you think just being more honest with your wife and no, stuff? you know what happened man we had to go our ups and downs and I, to be real i mean that's the weird thing about being a comedian i just open up man i don't even think about the repercussions of the honesty i'm saying yeah but i'm gonna be real because i don't know how i don't care I, i'll get a pr person one day that says hey don't say <laughs> no, that but no, now, no 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 you know what I mean? this is gonna live forever but for now i'm gonna keep it 100 man um what happened with me man is i'm an example of a man and my MRA logo is a, is a picture of a guy being pulled by his ear and it's crossed out, right? That is the MRA logo, <laughs> nice. right? I should pass it to you. I got one more for you. So um, basically, I was that guy, man. I went from the player, the dog, to that nice guy trying to be what I thought my wife wanted. And once I became nice guy, oh, my God, my wife was not nice at all. I mean, she turned into the ugliest version of her that I had ever seen. And I really? literally, oh my God, it was bad. I was getting checked, embarrassed. It was just, it was bad. And then one day, man, I was like, okay, let me get this straight. When I was a dog, she was an awesome woman. <laughs> and when I got nice, I'm getting checked. And then I just literally had to put my foot down, dude. I, I laid the check down and life has been beautiful ever since, man. I just, I just said, look, man, I just said, look. You're not gonna ever talk to me about. You're not gonna ever talk to me like that again. Yeah. Don't right. ever talk to me like that. And she looked at me like she was gonna punch me. And then she was like, "All right." And I was like, "Oh, here we go. Here we go." <laughs> Women. Uh, it, There's it, probably also an element of you. She probably noticed you changed. That's what happened. Know? She didn't change. I changed. Yeah. Well, and, and then also the the same way. Women, I think there's something to the idea of like they want to feel pursued and that you had to do stuff to get them or whatever. So if you're if you're kind of going the opposite, like nice guy, just yeah. like showering them, blah blah blah. Yeah. It's like, oh well, this guy he's not crap because yeah. yeah, he's just letting me walk all over him, yeah. blah blah blah. But if you're just you know, if you got if you're acting like a man, got your shoulders back, your chest yeah. out a little bit, like no, that's not how it's gonna work. Blah blah blah. Without being like, you can do that. I think I think where people get in trouble is they think like, oh, you're doing that. You're a misogynist. You can find a, a, you can have pride as a guy, not be humbled, not be crazy, pee whipped, and still you know, and keep the respect of your woman, and yeah. still have a good relationship. Yeah, women like men, right? Exactly. That's but the that, modern man is is kind of not being a man you know what i mean exactly. he's, he's, he's like he's i don't know that. how to change this tire we yeah, should call triple a yeah <laughs> like dude that's that's what the mra is about man it's not women bashing it's male empowerment and i really really want to just really take it to the level where well i just encourage men to man pay the bills man you know pay the bills change the tire yes. <laughs> you know you know how to change oil man learn well and i and i think it makes you feel good because it's the idea of like hey i here's my role i'm providing this role yeah i think that's where a lot of marriages are have trouble in that the, the roles aren't defined or they're so they're so muddled now man and my thing is this 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 let's go back brother hey you hey man take out the trash buddy Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm like, fine with that. I get your man the trash. Out. Get your man on, dude. Yeah, yeah get your I'm man saying. on. <laughs> <laughs> that might that, be our new slogan. Is dude. that a catchphrase in there? I just yeah. made it up right now. Get your Kyle man Irby, on. get your man on. Hey, mailrightsactivist.com. I like that. I like that though. It's a, it's you know it's it's kind of a a tone of voice uh, that you can you can take to a lot of the stand. Do you talk about relationships a lot? In your That's stand-up? my favorite thing, man. I, I would write every single day, and I didn't realize that relationships. I didn't want to be a relationship comic. Yeah. Because it's just kind of, there's a stigma. It's like being a kicker, man. 
know? <laughs> but you know, that's it's too. Uh, it, well, it's the same thing. It, you feel like okay, relationships. In a way, relationships are a cliche topic. Yeah. But as long as you're taking a new perspective on it, that's oh, that's interesting. But, but it's funny, Sean. This is this comedy is just like football, just like everything else. Political comics get the most respect. If you're a political comic, yeah. Oh, you're smart. Yep. It doesn't mean you're smart. It just means you're in the politics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. how, just, how come you can't be smart if you're a football comic? Right. Hey, right. dude. You know every stat. Preaching to the choir. You know what I'm saying? Like, you it's, know every stat. Every, it's the you same know the thing. Game. You know everything that It's like, happened. who cares? I mean, it, at the end of the day, does it really matter if Mitt Romney is the representative or Steve, you know, Janikowski is the kicker for the Raiders? It's a stat that you it's know. It's a stat that you know, Sean sure. Green. Janikowski might not be the leader of the free world or have his <laughs> finger on the button. God, God help that if that happened, yeah, yeah. Oh I would God. possibly vote for him just out of the pure comedy. There it is. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, you're more respected. And, and I guess for me, I guess I've always wanted the respect. So it bothered me. I, now, if I go back, I'm focusing on comedy and kicking because yeah. that's, my, that's my passion. And that's why I started doing comedy because I've always had two passions, comedy and women. Right. Yeah, and I feel like the women. Uh, come on, dude. <laughs> Tough to make a living. Yeah, it is, man. It's, <laughs> Tough it's, to make a living off uh, off women. <laughs> yeah, so I that's said, you know Nevada. Yeah, that's called pimping. So yeah, I was like, you know what? Let me just focus on this comedy thing. But but that's the thing. Just like in football, I felt the pressure of oh man, kicker. That's not you know they always say kickers aren't really football players. And that's how I was with the relationships at first. Right. I was like I didn't want to talk about it because that's considered oh man, that's that's easy, that's hacky. But then I was like, man, this is this is my passion. Yeah. So even though I, I try not to only talk about that, that's definitely my passion. No, but I mean, that, what's – you know, relationships are basically the foundation of life. That's how we are all here. It's yeah. the basic – the male-female relationship is the basis for every family or the majority of families. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, a, there's millions and millions of nuances or interesting takes on it. You know, people look at it like, oh, it's just kind of like – I mean, yeah. Any any jokes can be stereotypical. Like you could you could come up with an interesting take on airplane food. Yeah. You know, if it's just oh, airplane food sucks, blah blah blah. There, I'm sure out there somewhere is like, how does airplane food come about? Who's involved in the process? This is funny because of that. Like yeah. anything can be interesting would, and funny if you it, break it down. I would be very. I would be scared to do an airplane joke. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, being, that being said, I, yeah, I probably yeah. wouldn't do Couldn't it. Couldn't do it. Like roaches, airplanes, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. You don't want to do it. Hey, you're just running through my entire act, Kyle. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> well, Kyle, man, appreciate it, dude. The time has flown by. We're going to uh, – Logan, you want to do – Logan does a little recap here with a haiku. You ready, Logan? Let's do it. Okay, hold on here. Let me get this queued up. This was fun, man. Yeah, dude. Time flew. Jay Leno's advice. 40 by graduation. (laughs) Get your man on, (laughs) y'all. Nice work, Logan. Nice work. And nice work to our guest, Kyle Irby. Kyle, uh, where can people check you out? Where can they get more? Throw out the website. Follow me on Twitter, K-Y-L-E-E-R-B-Y. My website is kyleirby.com, K-Y-L-E-R-B-Y, or malerightsactivist.com. Be on the lookout for this new... Fellas, support the cause. I'm telling you, man. I'm yeah. speaking your language. Dude. Well, he's Sign giving up. us swag right now. Yeah, man. I'm giving you swag right now. No, I'm not, a, I'm not an NRA member, but I am 
I'll proudly join the MRA. Yeah, you just got your MRA cards. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on here, Kyle. And uh, thank you, everyone. Whoa, actually, make sure you check out our um, – if you're in the L.A. area, we're doing a Comedy Garage show. Actually, today, if you're listening to the podcast, tonight at Rafa's Lounge, 1836 West Sunset Boulevard in Echo Park. Music starts at 9, and the comedy show starts at 10. Great lineup. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Green Room. We do it live here every week on ShantiGreen.com. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Log on to SeanTGreen.com to access archive episodes and follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. Also check out DocumentaryLabel.com. What do you see in her walk?